Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime on this Thursday evening. Lovely to have you guys in for another episode of the Primetime Show. We are going to talk about Derrick Henry and his career trajectory here in Tennessee. What direction we seem to be heading with it. Three games left. Derrick Henry spoke today, as did Tim Kelly, about a couple of different issues. Predictability, personnel, being out of playoff contention before Christmas. A lot of different things. Some new territory, some very familiar Uh, with a couple of different wrinkles tossed in. So we're going to talk about the wrinkle that is Derrick Henry right now and what the Titans can do about his future, how they should handle it, basically, given that he is now playing uh, out the stretch with an expiring contract situation and no guarantees at all that he is going to be back in the foreseeable future. So we'll talk about the viability of that for Derrick. Uh, And you'll hear from Greg Cosell. He'll give you some analysis on what it is that the Titans are trying to accomplish right now and how it is that they're going about doing it. Before we get this off and rolling, though, you guys know the drill. You need to share the show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Rasheed Jenkins says Henry would stay if we go 3-0. I don't think that's true um, definitively at all. I think there's a great many scenarios that could play themselves out and see Derrick Henry not on this roster next year, but we'll go ahead and work our way through that process together. If you're hanging out on Twitter, please retweet the show. The bottom right-hand corner of your screen is where you do so. If you're on Facebook Live, you can share, share out of public. You can also share us into your favorite Titans groups. We have a lot of Titans groups the, uh, of people that interact, and if you want to share us into your favorite group, you can do that, and uh, certainly we'll share the show around as well. If you're on YouTube or on Twitch, like Mike Shields or ST Titan 76 we will uh, ask you to like the video. We'll ask you to subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already, and if you've done both of those things, invite one of your friends to come hang out with us, and we'll Continue to keep you updated on the latest with the Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry's future, and the looming offseason that we get closer and closer to with each passing show. Let's go ahead and get this thing started. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Zen Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by Zen Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN and Zen Sports will get you up to $1,000 on your no-danger first wagers. And sports is how you get in on the fun. The law offices of Amanda J. Gentry will make sure that you have your constitutional rights protected. Wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her team have you covered. Go to amandajgentry.com for more information. And TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. The best way to work out for the best version of you is TrueMath Fitness. A new way to work out. Go to TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch for your first workout free. TrueMathFitness.com is how you sign up for that first free workout. So what should be done about Derrick Henry's future, and how will the Titans go about handling it? That's as big a question as anything that's hovering out there right now. So just to kind of get you up to speed on how this year has gone for Derrick Henry, um, he is, at this point, fifth in the league in rushing, which is still pretty crazy to think about. He's got 884 yards. He's got 10 touchdowns rushing on the season. Uh, He's averaging 3.8 yards per attempt, which is well below his career average of 4.7. And he's having one of his least efficient seasons. Um, He is 
just trying to get anything accomplished behind that offensive line group, the same as Will Levis, and it's much harder for Derrick Henry than it is for Tajay Spears right now, which is something that we'll talk about later. Um, But at this point, Derrick Henry is trying to find ways to make plays in any way he can, including having more receptions than Traylon Burks and Kyle Phillips combined this season. There is not a scenario that you could have painted for me when this year started in training camp before preseason games or regular season games were played that you could tell me by week 16, we're heading into week 16 of the NFL season, Derrick Henry will have more catches than Traylon Burks and Kyle Phillips combined. That was a stat that Lucas gave me earlier today, and it was shocking, absolutely shocking when we talked about it on the radio show. So your Two Rivers Ford take is the question. On Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch, uh, how would you evaluate Derrick Henry's season at this point? We're going to talk about that together. You're going to hear from Greg Cosell right after I remind you that your Two Rivers Ford take is presented by the great people at Two Rivers Ford. Quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service. Two Rivers Ford always goes above and beyond to get you the best customer shopping experience possible. No matter how you like to shop, Two Rivers Ford always makes you or always puts you in the driver's seat. Whether you want to order your vehicle online, whether you want to custom order your car the way that I did, or shop the old-fashioned way at the dealership in Mount Juliet, Two Rivers Ford is there for you. Visit their non-commissioned sales staff today and get the best price possible at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, how would you evaluate Derrick Henry's season right now? Um, mediocre, says Billy Jones. Stephen King says a bright spot on a horrid offense. I, I think that's a that's a very rosy picture that's being painted of Derrick Henry's season. I don't know that you could describe him as a bright spot. Tyg Smith says this offensive line doesn't give anybody a fair assessment, which is completely, uh, completely so. Uh, Clement William Perry says, exactly. How can you definitively say it's all on him? He's still fifth, even with a struggling offensive line. I'm not saying that it's all on him. I'm not saying all, everything that's happened here is not Derrick Henry's fault. The only thing that, the only thing that's Derrick Henry's fault is that he's a running back, right? Derrick Henry's infinitely less valuable because he plays running back. He's infinitely less valuable to any team in the league, not named the Tennessee Titans. And that's not a great formula for him to get the kind of pay that he's probably going to be looking for in the offseason this year, especially when he's one of these running backs that's been jockeying for equal running back pay. It's, uh, as Craig Baxter describes it, an uphill battle, and that's a great way to characterize the season as well. Eric Eddie Cardona says Derrick Henry is, has been tired this season. I don't know that he's been tired. In fact, I think it's one of, it's one of his more impressive accomplishments, being fifth in the league in Russian, rushing, while being contacted behind the line of scrimmage on 50% of his touches. It's it's disgusting how, how much things have failed around Derrick Henry at a time where Derrick Henry's not the best version of himself, but the offensive line is exacerbating any problems that Derrick Henry might have already been experiencing. And I'm not saying that Derrick Henry's a problem, but he's a problem right now behind this offensive line. The offensive line is so bad that it has turned Derrick Henry into a problem and not a solution. And that, I think, is really is really the biggest crime in all of this. So you're going to hear from Greg Cosell on what he's been seeing from their offense right now, where the conservative uh, criticism of Tim Kelly 
that he and Mike Vrabel together have been too conservative in the game plan, uh, that they've not allowed uh, from a lot of fans to hear a lot of fans tell it, not allowed Will Levis enough trust or enough command in the offense to kind of turn it loose. I asked Greg to kind of I bounce those ideas off of Greg Cosell today, uh, or I guess yesterday on the install podcast, wherever it is that you get your podcast, and you're going to hear Greg's comments here in just a second, right after our, I remind you that the primetime show is presented by Zen Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN, and get up to $1,000 on your no danger first wager. And even still, Zen Sports is finding great ways to get you involved and to get you the best rewards around. Uh, they let me know earlier, they let Andrew know, who let me know, Andrew, our A to Z Sports sales, uh, sales guy, uh, that they are running a special promo for the Thursday night football game. Um, and for Thursday night football, when you make your first 50 straight bets, uh, $50 straight bet on the game, and if the bet loses, you will receive a $25 no-danger wager for Saturday's games. So you're able to uh, get in on the action that way with Zen Sports, football, basketball, hockey, everything in between. Download the Zen Sports app. Plug in the promo code ATOZTN. Terms and conditions do apply. Must be 21 or older in Tennessee to bet. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. Um, so, Derrick Henry, Corey D. Jackson says, impressive despite this egregiously bad line. I, I would not, again, I'm not disagreeing with you, but to say that Derrick Henry has been impressive this year would also be disingenuous. I don't think he's been impressive this year. And I also understand that his offensive line is is shit. It's just flatly bad. So it's really tough for me to levy any kind of criticism of Derrick Henry at this stage of his career, even though I think there's fair criticisms of Derrick Henry at this stage of his career. The only the whole problem is everything, everything, everything that they're trying to do and and aren't able to get done starts and ends with how bad the offensive line group is. Yeah, and and you know, believe me, I'm on social media so I see a lot of the comments. Not I'm not talking about fans, I'm talking about people who cover the team and you know a lot of people are saying, well, you know, they didn't have success running the ball on first down, so why do they keep doing that? Well, that's easy to say, but what do you want them to do? You want them just to drop back Will Levis behind an offensive line that can't really protect? I mean, it's it's a tough situation. So they're doing, you know, philosophically, they're doing the best they can. I mean, you know, one of the things that stands out to me about Henry, and I know there wasn't a lot of room, but there were runs, Buck, where there was a little space at the first level. And normally when Derrick Henry, you know, the great Derrick Henry, and there's no question he was the great Derrick Henry, you know, normally if that was the case, he gets seven, eight yards. You know, he was always a back that if it was blocked for three, he got eight. And now when it's blocked for three, he's getting three. And that's a sure sign that a back is kind of more on the back end of his career than in, than in the middle or the front end of his career. Um, but the point is, they can't play the way they want to play. And they're playing with a rookie quarterback and a bad O-line. So they can't just say, let's drop back and wing it. You know, so they're kind of, that's why there's so much play action. Um, and and the play action actually was effective. They had play action under center, which was effective. They had a beautiful 17-yarder to Hopkins, I believe. It was um, third quarter, late third quarter, which was shotgun run game, you know, gap scheme run game play action. Uh, and he hit Hopkins on the sort of the condensed bang eight, condensed skinny post, as some would call it. So they were, 
you know, they're trying to work around it, but it, you know, it's hard. It's not easy. It's not easy. The Titans offensive situation is not easy. So here's, here's my thoughts on Derrick Henry. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you those here in just a second, as we keep an eye on Thursday night football for you with the saints, excuse me, with the Rams leading the saints at home at SoFi right now uh, in a game of two seven and seven teams that are fighting for their playoff lives. 45 seconds on the clock, first and 10 for Stafford and the Rams offense. I'm looking for the line, uh, the yardage that they're on looks to be the New Orleans. What is that? The 26? Yeah, that's where the ball has just been snapped. Anyway, um, I'm going to, I'm going to give you my thoughts on, on what Greg just said about Derrick Henry specifically here in just a second, right after I remind you that, Primetime is made possible by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. TrueMathFitness.com is where you go for your first workout free. As a Middle Tennessee resident, TrueMath Fitness is the place that helped me lose almost 60 pounds. And the best part about TrueMath is they've helped me keep the weight off, and I could not be more grateful. It's, it's tough for me to maintain my weight throughout the course of football season. You guys know I'm traveling a lot. I'm eating a lot of, of foods that I wouldn't otherwise be eating. I'm eating in a lot of really good food cities like New Orleans, like Houston, here in the near future, all kinds of great food, all kinds of late nights, all kinds of airport, all kinds of bad food, right? True Math Fitness has helped me maintain that weight loss of 58 pounds and done it in a really easy fashion, whether it's the group classes that they offer, whether it's the personal training that they offer, or just sign up for a membership like I've got. And you can go work out at their facility anytime that you please. TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. Uh, Clement William Perry says, uh, you're being honest, Buck, which is why it hurts. He's good, not as good as he used to be, which is tough. Yeah, Derrick Henry is no longer good enough. He's still good. He's no longer good enough to make up for your deficiencies. And the problem is, excuse me, you've got deficiencies everywhere. So that Derek is in this position that he's in, I really hate it for him because he should, you know, I, I personally having covered what I think could be provided he go somewhere else and win more in the postseason, a hall of fame career. He's, he's not, he's not going to the hall of fame. If he, if he finishes with the Titans second behind Eddie George in uh, all time rushing, He's not going to the Hall of Fame if he finishes with less postseason success than any George who's not in and who currently has more postseason success than Derrick Henry does across the course of his career. Not, uh, I need to see where they match up in postseason appearances. I know Eddie still had him beat because um, Derrick is in year eight uh, of his career since coming to the league. But still, like Derrick could, I mean, he is building a Hall of Fame resume. There are some things that, he needs to do or needs to be put in a position to do to have a, a surefire lock. Um, Dave Samsel says, Buck, are you saying the Miami game, the offensive line also suddenly became elite to protect Levis? No, I'm just, uh, I'm saying that they had a decent game against Miami and they had a shitty game against the Texans. And that at what we've seen in football is that any team can have a shitty game any week and it can cost them. Miami at home against the Tennessee Titans is a great example the Bears uh, beating the Detroit Lions that same week is a great example. We've seen all kinds of weird results. The Arizona Cardinals with Josh Dobbs beating the Dallas Cowboys early in the year. Weird shit happens all the time in football. So, Dave, I'm alleging that the weird shit was Miami, and that's the anomaly. And what's closer to the mean is the seven sacks that this offensive line group gave up in the second half. 
um, against a Texans team that is not as talented as the Miami Dolphins. I thought that they had some good snaps in Miami, um, but you know, we don't we don't have that. That that is the anomaly on on the list of Titans performances that we've seen. It doesn't continue to build and get better every week. Like these drop offs can happen literally at every at a given point. Uh, Kendrell says Henry is already a Hall of Famer. Buck, uh, well, I mean, you know, technically you're uh, incorrect. He's still an active NFL player uh, and is not already a Hall of Famer, so that's premature. But I understand what you're saying, and uh, I, you know, I'd still disagree. Um, Derek, Derek has work to do. Derek needs to be on a playoff team. Derek needs to have a postseason run, another postseason run, um, if not a Super Bowl, more more postseason appearances. He's he's just. He's not that far away, but it's not a lock by any stretch of the imagination. I, I, Buck, how do they fix it, says Clement. Well, I mean, they get to the offseason. They get through these three games. They find out if any of these guys can play for them as starters or if any of these guys on the line can play for them as depth. They find out um, whether that's Raidens or Duncan or, uh, I mean, even Brewer in, in a certain capacity. I wouldn't hate Brewer as a backup. I hate Brewer as a starter. Don't hate Brewer as a backup. There, there are ways to improve this offensive line, but it has to be done during, through the draft. It has to be done organically. They can't, they can't whiff on three straight draft classes the way that they did, which put them in this position. Um, so I think that there's a uh, a lot, a lot of work that has to be done. It was never going to be a one off season fix. That it went this poorly in the first off season that they tried to fix it though is, you know, pretty telling about how heavy a lift this is about to be. Who you got in Thursday night football is how we will conclude this evening. Uh, we are 20 seconds away from halftime. The Saints have the ball down 10. Uh, they are at their own 25. So we'll see if Derek Carr cannot, on first down, get something accomplished here. Looks like he had a 22 wide open and just uh, sailed it on him. I don't know if there was pressure in his face or what happened, but it does not look like Derek Carr is going to be able to make a legitimate push to get points before half. Either way, who you got? Saints or Rams? Two 7-7 seven seven teams. Um, the Saints very much in play for their division. Seattle coming in here, uh, the, the Niners are going to win the NFC West, but Seattle, who's fighting for their playoff lives as well, could use the Los Angeles uh, Chargers, or excuse me, Rams lost tonight. Uh, how would you, uh, how do you see this game playing out? Uh, LA says Eddie Cardona, MB says the Rams. Like I said, they have a 10-point lead and they look to be the, I mean, they are the better offensive football team. Uh, we will get into that together right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com and get your dream address without the stress. The Intel Edge you need to succeed can be found courtesy of the Ashton team. So it's now officially at half. Uh, the Rams look like they are the better football team. The Rams is a team. The Rams are a team I would rather see in the postseason right now as opposed to Seattle. Uh, nothing personal against Geno Smith. He's a great story. Nothing personal against Drew Locke, who I don't know who we, we still don't know who's going to play quarterback for either of these teams right now. Although Levis is looking less and less likely. My gut tells me it'll be Tannehill on Sunday uh, on Christmas Eve against the Seahawks. But who uh, who are you feeling better about right now? I am seeing overwhelmingly for the Rams. There's one person saying that they're pulling for the Saints. In this game, uh, Stafford can't connect with Cup, which is crazy. Puka Nakua already has a touchdown tonight and is the most reliable target on the field for Matt Stafford. And it just, it's been off with Cup. You're right, Puka, since, since he came back from, uh, since he came back from injury, it's been kind of crazy to see. 
Uh, Dominic Taylor says of uh, Ryan Tannehill uh, and Derrick Henry, Tannehill and Henry one last time. Well, there is one more game at home against the Jags. Um, but yeah, this would probably be the last time for the two of them together, Tannehill and Henry, right, at Nissan Stadium. So, you know, we'll uh, we'll see if they can bleep around and do the damn thing. Uh, I need Cup to score for my fantasy team, says Craig Baxter. I also have Cooper Cup on my fantasy team, but I... Uh, I don't do well with fantasy football. I don't, I get bored with it. And because we don't play for money because, you know, we're in a league with a bunch of reporters and team employees, uh, we don't, we can't put money on it. Uh, otherwise those people would get in trouble. So because there is no money in it, it doesn't really keep my attention. I know I had Cooper cup. I know I had Tyree kill. I know I haven't looked at my fantasy football team in seven weeks. So I assume that I'm no longer uh, in the running to continue to compete for fantasy football championships and the like. Uh, Thursday night football, I would also side with the Rams at this point, not just because they have a 10-point lead, but because the offense and the quarterback play uh, for Los Angeles look markedly better and have been markedly better than for New Orleans. Derek Carr has dealt with a ton of injuries to his credit. He's fought through a lot, but he has uh, he has really struggled to get a lot accomplished. And the, the, the situation in New Orleans, New Orleans and Pittsburgh are two of the teams that I look at and just consider them to be in total purgatory. Moving forward, it's going to be it's going to be a real, real slog for a lot of teams trying to figure it out, including the Titans. But the Titans have all the cap space in the world. They've got draft picks to work with next offseason, and they have a quarterback. It looks like in Will Levis. So, um, you know, continue to improve and and find ways to succeed. Uh, Ryan Field says, who would have thought that Rubisky was the best offensive coordinator we have under Henry? Well, that's not true at all. Of course, Arthur Smith was the best offensive coordinator that you had under Derrick Henry, who had the 2,000-yard season uh, with Derrick Henry, who presided over and called the most successful offense in, I think at the time, 23 years of Titan Tennessee Titans football in the Titans era. Um, the 2020 offense was better than any offense that the Tennessee Titans have ever fielded, not including the Houston Oilers history going back to 1960. So, yeah, Robisky's, I mean... Robisky's probably third after Art and Lafleur, and Lafleur was doing it with a quarterback with a bum with a, a bum elbow, uh, a bum elbow and nerve damage in his throwing arm that allowed him to not feel or disallowed him from feeling his ring finger and his pinky and wear that little Mario to half glove. For those of you who uh, remember, uh, BF says Predators just took the lead, didn't they? Oh, I don't have the Preds game on. I've got Thursday. Preds been on an absolute heater. Philip Forsberg has been disgusting. All year long. And I mean disgusting in the best possible way. The guy is a menace. He's playing the best hockey of his career right now. And uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch. Been, I mean, you know, with, with the Titans being as bad as they are, I'm paying attention to regular season hockey. A hell of a lot more. Um, so, I think by consensus almost, it seems like we're going Rams. Uh, weekend bounce back. Who needs to bounce back most in sports this week? Uh, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, you can submit your nominees while I tell you about the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry, wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her crew have you covered. Go to AmandaJGentry.com. She will protect your constitutional rights, especially your constitutional right to be a father to your child. If you feel that is being threatened, go to AmandaJGentry.com today, and she will fight for you. Uh, ooh, empty net for the Preds. Look at them. That just they, They've been going, they've been st- not, I, I want to call them streaky, but it's not like a bad streaky. Like they've been the best type of streaky. They've had a ton of win streaks um, this season. And and it's been a, a really high scoring attack that's that's led the way. I know UC has had great, great moments throughout the course of the season as he, as he typically does. 
Soros continues to be such a great, a great um, stabilizing force for them. But the fact that Forsberg uh, and the rest of them are scoring, I don't want to say it will, but doing it at a very, very high level and playing with speed and efficiency and aggressiveness uh, and scoring on the power play, which has been, of course, something that's plagued the Preds for basically since I got here in 2015. But uh, weekend bounce back. Who needs to bounce back the most in sports this week? The answer, of course, is the Tennessee Titans. Um, now, this is going to be a clip of Will Levis talking about being on the set, being not on the same page as DeAndre Hopkins. And Levis probably isn't going to play on Sunday against the Seahawks. But I do think it kind of articulates the kind of stuff that they've got to ironed out. That they've got to get ironed out because I know you guys want them losing for draft picks. Uh, but for their sakes and the coaching staff's sakes, they need to go out and win a football game on Christmas Eve. It seems like you and D-Hop have been on the same page a lot. What what maybe was off today? Yeah, I mean, just a couple times where we weren't on the same page, like you said. Um, we had that, you know, streak down the middle. I didn't really know that was happening. Um, still got to put some more on it, and he's got to make that catch, and he knows that. Um, and that's a big play that could have changed the course of that game. But um, just a couple other times, you know, that stuff like that happens. We got to move through it. We got to learn from it. But uh, yeah, that was uh, weird. You know, that doesn't really happen between us. So they've got to play cleaner offensively. Uh, Will Levis probably not going to play in this game, and uh, and for the Titans, um, they need to continue to uh, they need to continue to find ways to try and gut this thing out to play. Spoiler for the Seahawks, for the Texans, and for the Jags at the end of the year. Uh, to muck this up, even if it helps the Colts who swept you, would be, um, would be a, I think, a success, even if it worsens your draft pick by a spot or three. Not going to be the end of the world. All you have to do is hit the right draft picks. Your problem has not been that you don't have draft picks. The problem is that you can't, <laughs> that you can't hit on any of them, really, other than three in the top 100 of the 11 picks in the top 100 that you've had over the course of the last couple of seasons. Anyway. That's going to do it for us tonight. Hey, listen, uh, have a great holiday. Trying to think of the next time I'm going to talk to you guys on the primetime show, because obviously I'm not going to do it Christmas Eve. I mean, I'm I'm not doing anything Christmas Eve after the game, but uh, I know you guys are, so uh, we're not going to do that for for me and like five of you who would who would spend your time talking about the Seahawks-Titans game. Um, no 615 tomorrow. No radio until Tuesday. Actually, am I on on Monday? No, I'm not on Monday. Monday's Christmas Day. So no radio till Tuesday. Probably no prime time until Tuesday. And uh, there will be an episode of the install in your feed next Wednesday. Anyway, have a great uh, uh, holiday, uh, whatever it is that you celebrate. Uh, if it's Christmas or otherwise, enjoy. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, in a couple of days. It's going to be a little while. But I know you won't miss me too much because we'll be right back at it when everybody gets back from break. See y'all.